Welcome back to the Sarpy County Tourism pregame show. Jake Eisenberg with you, getting you set for a 7:07 first pitch between the Omaha Storm Chasers and the St. Paul Saints. Third game of this six-game series so far. It's been a series split. Chasers won on Tuesday. Saints won yesterday afternoon. We're now joined in the Sarpy County Tourism pregame show by right-hander Colton Brewer, who's in his first year in the Royals organization, first year with the Omaha Storm Chasers, and it couldn't have gotten off to a better start. Colton, you struck out the first seven batters you faced this year. When you're in the midst of something like that, how aware are you of what's happening and what you're doing? Um, honestly, you're aware of like, oh, why, why is all these guys striking out? It just seems so, so easy. Um, a lot of things going, th- going through your mind. You're still trying to get zeros out there, and then swing and misses just happen. Uh, I guess when the less you think about some things, is the more times things happen like that. Um, but, you know, you feel like the king of the world when nobody can hit you. Um, and then when they can hit you, you feel the opposite of that pretty much. Right. The ebbs and flows of any pitcher, especially a reliever, is that you've got those spurts of really good success, and then there's a couple outings here or there where things don't necessarily go your way. So how do you keep a level head throughout all of that? Um, this being my 11th year, you just got to be the same person all the time. As Gabe, Gabe said when I came over here, just be yourself in the interview. <laughs> Which, uh, you just got to stay within yourself all season. Like You can't get too high. You can't get too low. Just stay right in the middle and be the same person as much as possible. So on that subject, maybe we'll get a little philosophical here. Who is Colton Brewer? It's me right here sitting next to you. <laughs> but uh, I'd say me and myself just to go out there and get guys out as quick as possible. Uh, whether it could be a strikeout or a ground ball. Just helping out my team win is the biggest thing for me is just helping my team win. We see a lot nowadays that there are pitchers that have sinker slider, but basically a two-pitch mix that they can use pretty effectively. You've got a few more offerings than that. You've got a cutter, you've got a two-seamer, you've got some breaking balls. How do you develop that arsenal, and how do you figure out what's going to work best on a given night? Um, yeah, it's just trusting the stuff. It's just trusting your stuff and knowing where it's going to go, how it's going to move. So, I mean, my two seam, obviously, know it's going to have, um, it's going to have arm side run, and my and my four seam is going to have glove side run. Um, and I just try to, you know, keep it on the sides of the plate, whether they think it's a cutter on the inside part of the plate or a sinker on the inside part of the plate. It's a 50-50 guess, and it's 94 plus. Um, you know, and I was a starter with Pittsburgh for a long time, so I never had the cutter before. I just always tried to throw sinker. So I've always had the sinker. It's not something I developed, but like being in the big leagues and AAA, like all these guys know your stuff, and there's so much video out there on you that guys just pretty much know exactly what you're going to throw sometimes. So if I can have something going the other way, it just makes the hitter think more about it. Chatting here with Colton Brewer on the Sarpy County Tours and pregame show. First pitch at 7.07 tonight between the Omaha Storm Chasers and the St. Paul Saints. Colton, you made your big league debut a handful of years ago now, 2018, with the San Diego Padres. I was after starting the year at AAA with El Paso. What was that moment like when you got the phone call and ascended to the big league level for the first time? Um, very shocking. Um, in, in my hopes and dreams, I always had like a different image of uh, getting called up, like, it was gonna. Everything was gonna be such such a crazy like hassle to like. Oh, I gotta call so many people. I gotta do so many things. But uh, honestly, um, my debut wasn't too wasn't the greatest debut to have. But uh, it was the start of something that 
I've always hoped and dreamed for, honestly. But um, the first time getting called is just like, it doesn't seem real. Like none of it does until you're actually out there. So like my moment of like realization was Brewer get hot in like the fourth inning or whatever it was. And then I was like, oh, shit, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> but like it's one of those things where like it's it's like going into battle. Like once it's over and you win the battle, like it's you celebrate with your family, you celebrate with everybody that you love and all that stuff. So, I mean, like it's just the, the building up process of it is just that's what people talk about, you know, the antsiness, getting ready. You hear a lot of times that hitters can tell you exactly who they were facing when they got their first big league hit, exactly the pitch, where it was, where the ball went. Sometimes if it's a blooper, they'll say, yeah, it was a line drive. So for pitchers, I'm guessing that you remember your first big league strikeout as if it happened 10 minutes ago. Oh, yeah, how can I forget? Um, it uh, When we were playing the, uh, the Indianapolis Indians, like I – just remember the guy that I first struck out and he was on the mound so it was a pitcher and uh, Chris Stratton was his name so uh, you know I just ended up telling the guy you know you know something I would never forget is my first strikeout and that would be the three straight foul ball bunts that I got in my (laughs) debut and uh, some of the guys on the Padres said they I think I'm probably the first one to ever do that on the first strikeout I'm like yeah there's a stat made up for everybody but like he's you can't forget about that one, honestly. Yeah, we'll have to look that up. You you might be the only person to have a first big league strikeout on a foul bunt. I'm maybe sure there's another one. Yeah. It's always cool having, you know, some of those random stats that are just about you. And one that, you know, you could also probably say about you, there's only a handful of players that have pitched in the United States and also in England, and you're one of them. Red Sox and Yankees played a couple of games in London a couple of years ago. You pitched in both of those games. What was that whole experience like at London Stadium? The... London was London was also one of those moments where like you're redoing your debut almost like every like except everybody was new to it and this is the first time anything like this has happened so like the build up to that going into the stadium and like you, know, you got guys from um, guys on my team to Spike Lee was even there just like walking around and anybody who was anybody was there and like I didn't realize that until I'm like with the Boston Red Sox playing against the New York Yankees in London. And uh, and a crazy series it was to be a pitcher, honestly. Um, and I was just lucky enough to be the, one of the guys that didn't give up a run. So I had a great London experience, man. I would never take it back for anything. Uh, it's, best, it's probably the best moment in my career. You might be one of the only pitchers who didn't give up a run in that couple of games because the ball was flying out of the park. Uh, did you have a chance while you were in London to sightsee at all, try some different foods, fish and uh, chips or whatever they have? Yeah, my wife ended up coming to me, and honestly, the best fish and chips you'll ever get anywhere is in London. <laughs> chips or fries, by the way? They're fries. <laughs> I didn't realize that for a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, um, So we went to local pubs that were right. We saw, like, what the locals do around there. So, like, anybody who's anybody, you get off work, you're going straight to the pub, and people are just crowded on the streets on all these pubs just in business suits and all this kind of all this kind of stuff. Um, but, yeah, I did some sightseeing, and uh, we went to uh, Night at the Tower, which was the uh, where they hold the crown jewels and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we didn't get to go in or anything like that, but, I mean, 
it's just everything over there is so authentic and everything over there is so much older than anything would be in the United States, honestly. So it's just a great experience, honestly, all over. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a country that goes back pretty far. We're coming up on July 4th weekend here, and you can kind of trace this country's history yeah, back about, to pretty much then. Only about 400 is America, I guess, and uh, London's thousands of years old. They got a they got a church over there that was built in 10 AD. So and that's not 80, that's AD. So that's pretty old. Makes you feel like kind of small in the grand scheme of things, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah, it just makes you realize how insignificant that we are and how how old time really is and you know all the things that uh we've built since then and different countries we've been to it's just a it's an awesome feeling wouldn't trade it for the world and yet despite our relative insignificance here we are at chs field there's a game yeah. tonight between the storm chasers and the saints at 707 and you have the chance this year and you know for the rest of your life to impart all of these experiences and wisdom that you gain on your new son, Case. No, you guys are you guys are new parents. Congratulations on Thank that. You. What's the what's the first you know bit of fatherhood been like for you? Oh, it's been the biggest blessing um, anybody could ever get. I mean, that kid is just—he's the moon, he's the stars, he's the sun, he's everything to me. Um, and hopefully I can play long enough to where he can realize what his dad actually does and how cool it would have been for me to experience that with my dad. Um, and it's, it's, it's more magical than anything. Surreal. And we know that he's already gotten at least one foul ball, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like one of the first games he went to, my wife was holding him, and then she ended up getting smoked by a foul ball. But uh, she protected him with her life, and I appreciate that. <laughs> she can take a couple of hits. And now he's got a momentum. I'm pretty sure it was from, from Freddie for me. You talk to Freddie about it at all? Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't know it was from Freddie. But I guess I'll have to have a bone to pick with him. <laughs> <laughs> well, Colton, great get to know you. Great chatting with you. Thanks for the time. Best of luck. We'll talk to you again soon. Of course. I appreciate it. Thank you. Be right back in the Sarby County Tours and pregame show. Starting lineups are next. And then first pitch between Omaha and St. Paul right here on 1180 The Zone.